We know mammograms can seem scary, but breast cancer is scarier. And if you're a woman over 40, a mammogram could save your life as early detection is the key. So let's learn more with Dr. Gwendolyn Bryant-Smith, Director of Breast Imaging at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. This is UAMS Health Talk from the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. Brian Smith, thank you so much for your time. So let's start with this. What are the current recommendations for getting a mammogram? Well, I'm, I'm so glad you asked. Um, the current recommendations for mammography, it's a very controversial topic, unfortunately, with lots of differing societal guidelines. Um, however, an important point for all patients to know is that even though the different societal guidelines um, can be contradictory, all societal groups agree that the most lives are saved when average risk patients start screening at age 40 and have a mammogram every year. So you will hear, you know, in the news and what you read, the controversy about some groups saying, oh, don't start until 50, don't do it every year, do it every two years. They may say those things based on cost analysis and things like that, but every group, when you pin them down, will admit that the most lives are saved when average risk women have a mammogram every year starting at age 40. So if the goal is to save lives, then earlier is better. And 40 is a good guideline as early detection is the key to this. So Dr. Brian Smith, how would this vary then based on family or personal history when it comes to when to start getting a mammogram? So we said average risk women should start having an annual mammogram at age 40. Um, but we might need to do something different if you're considered high risk. Well, how do we determine if you're high risk? Um, where, where there are many um, mathematical models that anybody can access uh, through the Internet, but we recommend that you do it with your health provider. But these uh, mathematical models use different known risk factors to assess a woman's risk. An example of those risk factors is we know that breast cancer increases with increasing age. So a lot of the models will ask you your age. They'll ask if you've had any children. We know women who um, had their first child over the age of 30 have uh, a lot more risk than women that had their first child 20 or less. So we know that age of reproduction is a risk factor. Uh, hormonal influence is a risk factor. So they'll ask, you know, when you started your first menstrual period, when did you go through menopause? The longer you have hormones on board, the more likely you are to be at risk. We know that um, obesity is a risk factor. So some of the models will take into account body mass index. And then, of course, it takes into account family history. Um, how many family members have breast cancer? Um, did they have breast cancer in both breasts, one breast? Was it premenopausal breast cancer? Or did it happen after menopause? And so when you do an assessment of those um, questions, um, it gives you a number. And that number at the end of the model helps us, determine, helps us to determine whether somebody is at average risk, at intermediate risk, or at high risk to develop breast cancer. If you are considered um, high risk by one of those assessments, um, then you need to start screening uh, earlier than age 40. Um, a risk assessment, uh, the American College of Breast Surgeons and the National Comprehensive Cancer Network say that we should be doing a risk assessment at, by the age of 25 um, so that we can sort of let patients know if they should 
have a mammogram before age 40. Um, women with a BRCA1 or a BRCA2 gene mutation or other uh, genetic mutations that we know have a link to breast cancer, they should start yearly mammograms um, by age 30, but not before age 25. So they, a lot of the organizations will say high-risk patients should consider mammography between the ages of 25 and 30, but at least by age 30, if you have a BRCA1 or a BRCA2 gene mutation, uh, you should start having a mammogram. Women with mothers or sisters um, with premenopausal breast cancer, um, they should begin yearly mammograms starting by age 30, but not before age 25. So basically all these high-risk groups, you should consider somewhere between 25 and 30 um, of starting screening mammography. Women who have had like um, Hodgkin's disease or, or any disease which has caused them to have to have radiation to the chest, those patients should receive um, should have a mammogram eight years after the radiation therapy, but again, not before age 25. That's a lot of great info, Dr. Brian Smith. As we've been talking about early detection, knowing your risk factors early too is an important component of this. So let's move to technology because with technology comes improved testing. So can you talk about the benefits of a 3D mammogram? Well, the 3D mammogram, um, I often like to give this example to patients. Um, if you think about a 2D mammogram, it's the same as a photographer being directly in front of a door and a tree um, being in the way of the photographer in the door. If you try to take an image straight on, um, with your camera, you're going to miss a lot of detail of the door. Um, but if you step to one side of the tree and take an image, if you step to the other side of the tree and take an image, you're going to capture more detail of the door. That's what the 3D mammogram does. It doesn't just take one straight on shot of the breast tissue. It takes um, sort of off angles of the breast tissue. So you're able to get more detail of what's going on uh, in the breast tissue. And this is a particularly helpful in patients that have dense breast tissue. So dense breast tissue is that white tissue that we see on the mammogram. Cancers are white. So if you have very dense breast tissue and mo your mammogram is mostly all white, you're worried about um, a cancer being obscured. And so the 3D mammogram helps us a little bit more than a 2D mammogram in that we're able to sort of look off angles, kind of come to the side of that tree on either side and get more detail of the door, so to speak. So the literature has shown that um, 3D mammography is able to um, improve inv invasive breast cancer detection by decreasing that masking effect of dense breast tissue. And subsequently, not, not only um, does it have the benefit of finding more invasive breast cancer, it also decreases our need to uh, work up and call back things that are non-cancerous. That is a great analogy and really makes it easy to understand the benefits of 3D mammography by with the tree and the door and going around the side. And no, I can see a lot more things mm -hmm. now. So that's a, exactly. that's a great way to explain exactly. it. Very visual and easy to understand. So lastly, Dr. Brian Smith, why should someone come to the UAMS Breast Center for a mammogram? We are proud to be an ACR, Breast Imaging Center of Excellence. Um, which is a pretty big deal. Not all sites can claim this designation. Um, when you're an ACR, Breast Center of Excellence, and the ACR is the American College of Radiology, it states that not only are you accredited in the mandatory mammography 
requirement, but you're also accredited in the voluntary programs like breast ultrasound, breast MRI, and stereotactic biopsy. So we are accredited in everything we do in the UAMS Breast Center, and we're very, very proud of that. Um, we have three fellowship-trained breast radiologists. So not only have those radiologists um, com uh, completed training in diagnostic radiology, but they were committed to an additional year fellowship in just breast imaging. So very um, qualified, well-trained staff. Uh, we have multimodality uh, trained technologists, which is um, something unique to our site. Not all technologists in mammography are able to do the mammogram plus the breast ultrasound plus the biopsies. Um, some facilities have mammographers, um, the mammogram techs only do a mammography, and they have separate ultrasound techs doing the breast ultrasound. But here, our techs are trying to do all of it, so it's sort of a one-stop shop. Another thing that we're very, very proud of at UAMS is that we offer same-day results for not just diagnostic patients, but screening patients as well. So if you come to the UAMS Breast Center and you have time to wait, we will give you the results of your exam the same day, and a, do a doctor will come and give you those results so you don't have to wait for that letter in the mail. And that is very appealing for some patients that, you know, um, have anxiety about waiting for um, exam results. Um, so we're proud of that. Um, we, we work with an interdisciplinary team here at the university to make sure the care is the best that can be provided. Um, so not only does the radiologist make decisions, but we work with our breast surgeons, our medical oncologists, our radiation oncologists, our pathologists, our geneticists, and our behavioral scientists. Um, we all meet um, once a week on Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. and we talk about all the breast cancer cases to make sure each patient is getting the best possible care. And lastly, we're very, very um, proud of our equipment. We have uh, all new state-of-the-art equipment. All of our uh, mammography machines uh, have the capacity to do 3D uh, mammography. Um, we have uh, dedicated breast ultrasound units. We have a dedicated breast coil for breast MRI. And we're able to do biopsies under all modalities. And so we are really a one-stop shop. And that's really important. That's what people are looking for is that convenience and that speed. And as you put it, the one-stop shop and same-day results, really important and beneficial. So needless to say, when you go to the UAMS Breast Center, you're in good hands. Yes. Dr. Brian Smith, thank you for your time today. Oh, yes. You're so welcome. Thank you. That's Dr. Gwendolyn Bryant-Smith, the Director of Breast Imaging at UAMS. And for more information, please visit uamshealth.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is UAMS Health Talk. Thanks for listening.